0: This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm Kyle Bossman, the dark prince of nerd media. Joining us this week, Ben Moore. Sup? Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Brandon Jones. The Stretchers. And Ian Hink. Hi. hi. The Stretchers didn't make it to the podcast this week. Jones did everything he could to bring it onto the podcast. But that's it. I'm going to force you to Google The Stretchers. I'm not talking about it. Go ahead and Google that. In the meantime, Jones, if you would, begin correction music, please. Wait, I like this one. Is the joke that they're supposed to be bad, or what's the joke here? No,
1: it's kind of like a dartboard. I really just throw it, you know. <laughs> well, you... Like, oh, all right. you, this Jones, this
0: one's a bullseye, dude. I love this. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: You'll hate uh, it next week.
0: I know it. Sure. Uh, it. If a Splinter Cell game took place in 2050, Sam Fisher would be 93 years old. Whoa. He could still, still, still do it. Not in his 70s. I think he could still do it. He uh, So the Command & Conquer Remastered game that was announced is Command & Conquer 1 Remastered, Red Alert Remastered, mm-hmm. and then Covert Ops, Counter-Strike, and Aftermath expansions all bundled together. Uh, the first t- gameplay teaser came out last month.
1: How do you remaster FMV? Is it possible? You don't.
0: Can you? I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's still going mean, to be a very very low resolution. If you have
1: source material. I wonder. We're reshooting it. I oh, wonder if they do. So yeah. great. Like H- when they put
0: Seinfeld on TNT. Like maybe.
1: HD Tim Curry. Just like. But that's I mean, not red alert. That's
2: that depends like... on what they shot it on too. Yep. yep. If they shot it on film, then
0: yeah. Was Seinfeld TBS very funny? Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. TNT is like the serious
0: one. Speaking of TNT, that's right. where Shaq works, not uh, ESPN. Mm. Oh nice. Shaq. Yeah. Fist, Fist of the North Star, we wondered how it possibly got to number 17 on the top 25 media franchises. Pachinko money, baby. <laughs> Pachinko money. Wow. Yeah. Pachinko Machine 1. Yeah. Uh, someone on Twitter sent uh, basically a, a, a breakdown <laughs> of how most things make their money. Most things make their money entirely from merchandise. Yeah.
2: What's funny is that was the same graphic I was looking at. Oh, I that's just, funny. I just didn't
0: want to go through every, you know. That but graphic it, is really good to look at. Awesome. It, yeah. Really cool, yeah. Uh, I was transfixed by that when I saw that on social media. Real good. And then it turns out Call of Duty is number 26. So it just didn't make that graphic. Oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, and corrections music, please. You need that Call of Duty merch. Needs more merch? Pachinko. Mm-hmm. Or, or Pachinko. <laughs> Think about it. Do y'all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? Corporate shakeups. Corporate shakeups. Yeah, baby. Corporate shakeups. Yes! Woo! All right, let's get into this. Wait, wait. You got to huh. play
2: play the song. You didn't play the song last time.
0: I figure people are sick of the song. No,
2: that's you the have best to play part. The song. That's the best part of corporate shakeups. We is live the for, song.
0: Okay Corporate Shakeups and the song. Alright, all right, all right, here we go. I get why it's popular. Yeah, it's a cool song.
2: What made it even better this time is that your mic cable was loose, so it had like a really terrible like mic falling apart sound. <laughs> all right, one more then. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, tighten the XLR first. Push and it in a little. Wrap it. Yeah, we're we'll wrapping yeah, around. See, too. every time that gets bumped, it sounds. But that's why you wrap it around Has the back. Been happening so it this doesn't, whole podcast. No, no, no. Just, you don't move a table so mic generally, or even grabbing it. Yeah, it's better. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hit us again. Hit us Work again. Spell types.
0: I always liked how she says business. Business, yeah. I never actually even what, what is the noticed what she said. Baby you're bad, bad <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you're bad for business.
3: Baby, you're bad for business.
2: Baby, you're bad. This is why this is so much better than game announcements, though. Corporate shakeup says the best theme song. Yeah. The game announcements theme song is just not as good. <laughs> oh,
3: God. Stretchers.
0: <laughs> Stretchers, that's not happening! <laughs> uh, Herman Holst. We may all remember uh, formerly of Guerrilla Games. He was the co-founder and managing director yeah, of yeah. Guerrilla Games. Uh, it's a name that I was not familiar with before Horizon, t- I would say. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't dig deep into Guerrilla Games. They kind of just seemed to me to be uh, uh, the Killzone studio. and Basically, that's what they were. Yeah. Uh, so... The 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 journey this studio has had this generation, and the studio this very particular person has had in this console generation, is he's ending it as the head of Sony Worldwide Studios. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty neat. Uh, go ahead, Ben.
4: I had nothing to say. Oh, okay. Uh, the position of power.
0: Yeah, and so like I think that it, I think, it's partially Horizon Zero Dawn, but I think it's also partially uh the collaboration with kojima productions on death stranding is a reason why this person was selected
4: the engine the
0: engine decima uh was used for uh death stranding but apparently also like uh, a bunch of people from guerrilla games worked on death stranding as well uh and so i kind of think like that collaboration Mm -hmm. that high profile collaboration makes this like a high profile upgrade. Do you know, uh, we're putting this person as the head of worldwide oh, studios. Oh for him? Yes. Oh
1: my goodness, yeah. Cuz he never talked about being interested in a position like this. Like, does that Right.
0: No, it's always been I'm you excited did, like about some interview or something. Game. I yeah. wonder
1: if like cuz we, you know, don't do any honest to goodness reporting here at EC Allies. We just like <laughs> to talk about things. But yes. like I wonder if people who are like trying to get scoops on that were like D- is there some some tweet from like 2014 or something where yeah. you just like, "Hey, you got a good job, shoe." Yeah, I would fun. really like to be the boss. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Is there any story for Shu being Japanese at this Japanese company, I'm handing it off to someone who has a nationality that I'm completely unfamiliar with? Where is Gorilla look located?
0: <laughs> uh, Jones, there is a scoop here. Uh, it's so funny you asked that question. I'll bring it up because Jim Ryan was so excited to talk about how he is European. Here we go. This is really funny. Uh, So speaking to gamesindustry.biz, PlayStation CEO and President Jim Ryan said that Holst's appointment will prove Sony is very much thinking globally as it moves into the next generation. Herman is a European who will be taking one of the major offices at PlayStation, he said. I think everybody in Europe will be thrilled and happy and proud that that is happening.
5: Thank goodness. bringing what? Europe
1: back together because Europe's really... It's yep. so oddly
5: <laughs> devoid of an actual country. That's yes, like, you, it know you know that
1: reminds me of? The beginning of Resident Evil 4. It's one of my favorite things about RE4. RE4 just starts and it says Europe. And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <God.">
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably close to Spain, but maybe not. <laughs> not Good enough. Uh, Amsterdam is where Guerrilla Games is located. Uh, um, my head said Netherlands. But, but it's Worldwide yeah. Studios
1: yeah, you know, yeah, is officially his. His uh, right head of World War Studios. Yes. Yeah. So uh, just again, it's just again, you know, not only a Japanese company, a massive Japanese company. I don't know, super ignorant as an American, if that's a if that's a big deal, if that's unprecedented, or, um, yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, I think it is.
5: Well, I think was before Shu.
0: Uh, ooh, good question, Woodward. Very Bedworth. good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. And what is made clear uh, through that games industry. Article, But also the interview they had with Jim Ryan recently is it's part of the globalization of Sony. Right. We talked about it when Sean Layden disappeared. Uh, It was basically, uh, by the way, I checked his Twitter to see if he's like, hey, I miss you, PlayStation Nation. You know, (laughs) nothing like that. But he retweets Concrete Genie a lot.
3: And I find that the
0: sweetest thing. So he still never said his goodbye. Yeah. You know, Geo Corsi like wow. said his goodbye. He wrote some really nice tweets and had images.
4: Yeah. I was kind of hoping you were saying like he 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 retweets like Sea of Thieves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Game seems cool. Yeah. Big Luigi's Mansion fan. Seems pretty cool. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, but no, it's just like a like a ten uh, concrete genie retweets. It's like the sweetest the nicest fly thing. Fishing somewhere, man. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. So maybe we should talk about Shuhei Yoshida as well because uh, he had an entirely new position created for him, formerly head of Worldwide Studios. Uh, his new t- job doesn't have a title.
5: Yeah, that's um, why I was like, uh, he's, he's doing something else, but he didn't give a name.
0: Right. Good guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> the press release Blood said he will concentrate on our diverse community of independent developers, ensuring they have the tools, technology, and services to reach PlayStation's large community of gamers successfully.
2: So he's staying in Sony then?
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh but as part of an indie initiative which Sony currently doesn't have and yeah.
5: which I would say they're they've kind gone of... really weirdly full circle I guess now this generation cuz like we started out with like like what was it uh, i heart playstation or was it what was it called something like that
0: oh i think it was like devs you're right there was like a dev initiative for yeah there's totally a
5: whole indie thing like yeah. even they, they the... had
4: like their own summer of arcade
5: yeah the the uh the 2016 E3, the last one before the public was let in, there's like tons of indies all over that booth. Yeah. You know, got, like even guys that were like just making a game, like one man team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then there had been a lot of reports about like Sony's kind of dropped everything indie and doesn't care anymore. And so everyone kind of like flooded over to Switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, visibly so even.
5: Yeah. Now Shuhei's like, hey, we need to get back on this
0: blood Jim Ryan has a a response locked and loaded for you
5: okay because games
0: industry said so they're like they're they're like hey man what's going on I feel like Jim Ryan and Bloodworth are in a conversation (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I get this a lot he said to Bloodworth we we feel that it's not a question of us coming back to the indies because we feel like Uh, we've never left uh, I would just point to the amount of engagement that PlayStation has made with that community over the course of the last three to five years in the VR space. Okay, Some people cool. tend to forget about this, but the amount of indie engagement with VR is actually really very significant. We are very active with them. We've been engaged with human resource. We've been engaged with human resource. That's correct. We've been very financially supportive. We've been sharing experiences as people start to learn about what makes a great VR experience. So Sony's response to, we never left, we never left Indie. We just went to VR Indie. That's so
2: funny because like a friend of mine who's a dev told me like straight up, he heard from on high at Sony It was like, yeah, we're not doing Indies <laughs> anymore like pretty much.
0: Yeah, and I mean like, like they, they dropped Watam right, as something they're publishing.
5: Annapurna. Yeah, right. um, Anna has yeah uh,
0: Edith Finch, I think, was going to be published by Sony as well and so yeah. like, yeah, they. I mean they visibly so did so. Like this is kind of like a cute little cushy answer and it's partially true, right? I'm sure there are plenty indie devs who would do her VR games and said, yeah, Sony's been really nice with us.
5: Uh, I mean even stuff like Journey which was published by Sony like Annapurna Picked up and put on PC because it seemed like Sony was done.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, I don't think the VR argument is fair at all. And, and I think Sony it's something... They do not do press
5: conferences anymore,
1: and even when they did, their last press conference didn't say a heck of a lot about VR. <laughs> E3 2018,
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. right? Has said nothing about... Well, it, actually, there was a little VR section. A that, little, but again,
1: it's it's like one of my favorite Sony moments from one of the best pre- press conferences they've ever done had a ton. They had eight games come out all at once, and they had the devs play those eight games live all at once. I'm assuming they might have just been standing there with the controller in front of gameplay, but... yeah. Um, which they probably were, but it was just a neat, I don't know, it was a fun, and those were all really fun games. They were all really interesting. Um, And so it's like, yeah, just a bummer that doesn't get that to, it's not a showpiece anymore.
0: So I think it's fair to say that at least public perception wise, and it seems to be like the actual truth, Sony lags behind Microsoft when it comes to indie support, first party. Well, I mean, I guess you wouldn't call it first party, but publishing wise. Mm
5: -hmm. Sure. Um, Microsoft's strategy is kind of strange to me. Uh, It's, because they, they do have an initiative. They do put a lot of um, marketing behind indies for sure. Um, they they're at GDC in full force. They have an Indie Day. Uh, they are a big sponsor of uh, the IGF awards. I want to say. Um, but a lot of the indies that they show, they don't like. They don't really take them as like exclusives. You know, like, you can, you can get those same indies on Switch or on PC or whatever. There's, mm-hmm. there's just this there's handful of things like Cuphead or Ori that they take under their wings and actually publish.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, Blood, even Cuphead and Ori is significant. Oh, yeah. Right? Extremely. Like, even that is more than what Sony is doing. And you think about
4: E3 2019 and how prominent indies were shown during their own press conference. I yeah. mean, that was some of the most, some of my favorite things of that press conference were the indie games that they showed
0: off. So I, I guess I want to ask, I mean, it's, it is the corporate shakeups uh, segment. I mean, we do get a little brutal. Uh, was this position created to keep Shuhei Yoshida hired? Or do you think this is a real initiative? A real, do you think we'll see a change Neither. with their indie initiative? Neither. <laughs> you don't think we'll see a change? I think this is something Shu wanted to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive it's something sort of like real. Wanted to do. I yeah. have this real That's sense that yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, Shuhei wanted to do this and that left a gap that they had to fill with somebody. It
1: seems like everyone's kind of doing that. It seems like the PS5 is a chance of just like, okay, this whole boat is leaving the harbor. Who wants to get on? And they're just like,
3: eh,
5: you know, like I
1: don't necessarily... And I don't know if this is as big of a shakeup but I just know the guy John Drake also left and John was largely responsible for um he's at Disney now mm-hmm. but uh it's uh, Disney Interactive Disney Interactive or uh, I don't think Disney Interactive is a thing he's just at Disney like doing video game stuff of, though. yeah in charge of kind of what he did at Sony which is just at Disneyland he yeah exactly <laughs> um uh he uh my office is
0: above <laughs> Goofy's house communicating ah. he's so great <laughs>
1: I gotta go in. Excuse me, kids. I gotta go in. Yeah. Um, but he was he was kind of like the a liaison between like people making third party, even like first party stuff, like and. He was kind of like one of like the cool guys. who would actually go to devs and talk to them, and it wouldn't be like a, a suit coming to talk. It would be somebody who's like actively invested, like in the company, and and just kind of speaks their language and just gets them excited about the, you know those projects. And so it's where a lot of people are like, oh, this might be a good okay, I'm gonna exit. This might be a good opportunity before we really get into this whole other cycle with this massive console. It's probably gonna be around for a full ten years, mm-hmm. um, and so it's. So I see him being more involved in these companies, but I don't necessarily mean, like, well, the next conference we have is going to have a ton of indies in it. It most likely won't. They'll really be focused on launch titles. They'll really be focused on performance and these big franchises that are, like, signed up for PS5.
4: To be fair, uh, State of Play has kind of taken its new opportunity to focus on indies more than
0: other Sony platforms. I feel so bad, Ben, because it totally does. And then when it's over, I say, that was boring. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's over, yeah. it's like, why weren't there more big games? It's like, well, we showed this cool, like a little Vi- mm-hmm. dead Viking game. What's wrong with you? I'm bored, you know what I mean? And yeah. like they, the support is there in those. That's totally true. That yeah. One, yeah. The one with all the
1: people flying off the platforms in all crazy directions. and.
0: Oh yeah, you know, humanity. Like, humanity, yeah, yeah thank I, you, Ian. Kyle,
4: I think that's totally fair. At the same time, I also think like if if you as a company tease these big things, right? If you tease Ghost of Tsushima, if you tease like your audience is naturally going to want more of that stuff. Like if they're made aware of it, it does make sense that they want more of it Mm -hmm. instead of just like something else, big
0: or small. Sometimes I feel like yeah,
5: because Tsushima was like years ago since we've seen anything, right?
0: No, it was last year. It was E three last year. Was it no? No, because they weren't there, or that was this year,
2: 2018. This year. E3, E3 2018. 2018 right? Yeah, 2018. life is a blur. Ago, life
0: is a blur. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Uh, but I think you're right in that there's been nothing since E3 2018. Uh, so yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah. The same day was the first time I ever played Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. So to give you a sense of how long ago. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jones. I think uh, your theory right now is actually. Uh, uh, shared with uh gamesindustry.biz uh the article they wrote up about the globalization of the company kind of suggests that some parts of the company are getting less power you know what i mean and basically uh becoming redundant almost because the way that they want to market things and develop things is uh every region at once as opposed to okay here's what sony europe is doing here's what sony america is doing here's what sony japan is doing uh uh Jim Ryan said that Spider-Man was the first proof of this. That Spider-Man had the same marketing campaign in every region and mm. it worked, right? Mm-hmm. And so they like that that is their plan going forward.
4: It's also Spider-Man. Like I wonder Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Can I wonder how two that, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that would work with something that isn't tied to one of the most globally successful
0: Mhm. The next one he brought up was Last of Us Part Two, which I think yeah. obviously is gonna be another instant success, right. but will it be Spider Man level? Will it be the next best selling exclusive of all time for Sony? Does this
5: mean that Ratchet will have the same eyebrows around the world?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Does he not currently? I think he gets different eyebrows in Japan, right? Yeah. 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 It's a Kirby <laughs> situation. Yeah. Blood, this is what that means, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to like find some equilibrium, man. They have to find like <laughs> It's gonna be a little thicker in the U.S., a little thinner in Japan. <laughs> they just remove yeah. his eyebrows. You know what? Yeah, you, I can't take, take it away. I can't take these meetings anymore. Take them off. Okay. We'll see about that, Bob. <laughs>
2: Googling ratchet eyebrows is really funny. because yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. What does it look like when they're gone? Did anybody yet, yet Photoshop the, does the game? Doesn't like? come up. Yeah, ratchet be, no eyebrows.
2: The like. The slur for I don't know what I got does ratchet mean like I don't know, not, I can't keep not up with classy slurs, man. or whatever, but like it's all just like like <laughs> That kind of ratchet, you know right? What I mean? I, yeah,
0: I get that now. I, I don't really know how to describe. You just, you just googled ratchet.
2: I, I googled eyebrows. ratchet eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But now I see them. Yeah, they're huge in.
4: Uh. We we just need a live feed of your internet searches, yeah.
2: like in a little box. No, oh, not, not safe for work.
0: Uh, before we move on, uh, I want to do a fun little game. I'm going to test the knowledge of this panel. Uh, the world, Sony's worldwide studios mm. is. Uh, and the, it's weird. In the GameIndustry.biz article, it said 14. Uh, I went to Wikipedia, said 15. So there are between 14 and 15 actual studios within Sony Worldwide Studios. Didn't the press release say 14? Oh, that may have said 14 as well then, yes, because that, a lot of that article came from that. So then there's one that Sony is not proud of that Wikipedia <laughs> mentions. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> but let's see how many of these these 14 okay. or 15 studios we can think of. Insomniac. Oh, you just
5: want to yeah. Insomniac's new. Them. Yep, they okay. just got
0: it. Twenty nineteen. Insomniac's one of them. Naughty oh, Dog. Naughty Dog's in there. Guerrilla Games. Yep.
5: We got Sony Bend. Yeah. Yep. We got Japan Studio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Sony Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sony <laughs> Santa Monica. Well, I heard it's or just Sony. Santa Monica,
0: right? Yeah, Santa Monica Studio is what it's technically called. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah, maybe they changed that. Do they farther. have any
0: other cities? Oh
5: God. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like having a harder time. Thinking about
0: what if they have other cities that start with SAN, Santa Cruz?
2: No,
5: San Diego,
0: Diego and this one's really hard. This one I would have not have known because they
5: they're have... just doing like MLB now, right?
0: Um, yes, I think they previously did that like free to play online game, and I think they might be working on something else. They did yes. like Mod Nation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This one I did not know about San Mateo Studio, hmm. and I looked at what they do. It's only support for other games so far. Is okay. basically for many many years they just support other games in development.
5: I'm guessing that there's probably other Japanese studios that are not Japan studio.
0: Yeah, here's a weird one. Forward Works. They only do mobile games that mostly only sell in Japan.
4: Okay, I don't know them mm. at y- all.
0: Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We have never had access to any of the games from Forward Works. Medium Molecule. Yeah, baby. Nice. Oh. Good pull. Nice. nice.
5: I, I wasn't sure if they were actually Sony. Yeah,
0: yeah that's first part of this. Worldwide Studios. Is
2: Naughty Dog?
5: We said that. Yeah.
2: Oh, you said that one? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Naughty Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty Dog's <laughs> in!
0: Naughty
2: Dog! Uh, yeah! Yeah. We did it. Yeah, yeah, we
3: did it. yeah. Baby, yeah. Is games?
0: Uh, another one I never heard of before Manchester Studio. Oh, I have heard of Manchester. Yep. You they, have heard of
5: it. They did one. the VR games, right?
0: They've helped with the VR games. Yeah. So it was London and Manchester. Oh,
5: London and Manchester. Okay, got it. Um, So, So, yeah. So, London's the other one that we haven't said then?
0: I think you said London. Did someone not say London? Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry for that. You gave it up. I gave it up. Okay. uh, There's a couple of, two more huge ones, and then one that's like a really cool, obscure new one.
5: More huge. Like my sons.
0: I, I couldn't. Get it. Let's <laughs> let's think of Sony's we biggest franchises, best selling franchises. Mm-hmm. Killzone. I know
5: existence. I know
0: exactly,
5: I know it, exactly what you're it,
0: alluding to, and I'm blin. Oh,
5: blipony. Yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. yes. Oh. Oh. That's oh. why I, mean. I knew so like there's yeah. other Japanese mm-hmm. out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, baby. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and then we got another one. That's another huge one. Yeah. We I just g- talked I'm... about this game. We haven't seen it since E3 2018. Oh, Sucker Punch. Yes. 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 I see like so I've said that name. That was another that one that I was like, are they actually owned by Sony? And right I'm just
5: yeah.
4: in the moment blanking on it. All right, and then, then the last so one.
0: This is really fun. We talked about it kind of recently on the podcast. We said, is this studio going to be known after they publish this game? Sean Layden loves them. They retweet them all the time.
5: I don't. I don't know the name the of the concrete. concrete, concrete I don't that's material. what I'm wondering: is yeah. if like, do we have
0: this name memorized yet? No. Pixel Opus is the okay. name. there I'm it said. is. Yep. But
5: they're they're owned by Sony.
0: Yes. Uh, and what's weird is they're in San Mateo. So I wonder if the difference, the discrepancy between the 14 and 15, I wonder if Sony San Mateo is Pixel Opus. I wonder if that's the same mm. thing. Did you mean to say Shuhei Yoshida, not Sean Layden? No, Sean. they both tweet them all the time? Sean Layden keeps tweeting the the concrete genie stuff. Oh wait, and he's never said a goodbye? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy.
4: It's like there's a That's bunch so of weird. like concrete genie and then there's just one true he's like, "I think Crackdown 3 is pretty good." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: wild. You got to go see it. Uh Before we recorded the pod. This is I'm really excited about this podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm the Dark Prince baby. <laughs> what, I, what are you the Dark Prince of? Nerd Media. And as the Dark Prince of Nerd Media, I was totally prepared to just skip right through the Blizzard stuff this week. But Bloodworth made a good case. This isn't the Dark Prince of Nerd Media podcast. It's the Easy Allies podcast. I can't speak for everybody, so I want to cover. I want to cover it. I want to have a little discussion about it. I want to start with that apology. Uh, I got some quotes from it. So basically last week on the podcast, we're like, hey, we'll talk about it if they have a good apology. If they have like a, if they have apology, I can't wait to talk about their games. The apology, I'm leading the panel here. As moderator, I'm doing a bad job. Apology sucked. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Apology like boned it. It was the first part of BlizzCon. It was for the first part of the opening ceremony. Um sorry, I'm still looking for this the name of the uh uh the president and ceo of blizzard Jalen Breck. thank you um so was yeah
2: before any trailers or anything before mm-hmm. anything a start.
0: and his first words ian blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough hearthstones excuse me in a tough hearthstone esports moments about a month ago and we did not a tough Hearthstone esports moment is what lasts. Okay. Okay, buddy. Whatever you do, don't talk about it. <laughs> we moved too quickly in our decision making, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. We didn't live up to the high standards that we really want, that we really set for ourselves. That's what this person said.
4: I mean, I I agree that they moved way too quickly and then way too slowly. Mm-hmm. I think that part is accurate.
0: Yeah, to me, Ben. Okay, it's it's uh, there are a couple of weird things about just starting off with this. Um, it's it's specific. We know exactly what he's talking about. Right, but, but he f- won't say it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He just called it a difficult Hearthstone esports moment. Excuse mm-hmm. me, a tough Hearthstone esports moment. Can you imagine if he had been like?
2: hey, we kowtowed to fascists and stomped
0: down on free speech,
2: and we're sorry. <laughs> like, how do you
0: come back It was a rough this? week. It was a rough week. <laughs> yeah. What I should say is that this wasn't a glib delivery. He was on the verge of tears oh, yeah. the entire he was time. He very serious, yeah. And so that it is is—it is so strange to me how such, like, an empty apology, like, was evoking such emotions from him. He did claim the th-
2: personal the responsibility. Thing, though, sure. like— it's corporate, like, we make fun of corporate newspeak all the time, but it's that way for a reason, because it's vetted by lawyers. Right. Like, yeah. it, it, everything is worded so that it can't be incendiary or usable.
0: So then why are you crying, man? Why are you crying over because epic he, entertainment? He's, I guess epic because like,
2: he knows what he's saying, you know, like, what he means to be saying, or it's just an act, if you're a real cynic. But I, I, I can't get that cynical. I don't, think it, cynical. Was, I don't yeah. think it was an act, but... yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's well, they're certainly
1: not like happy about it. No. I'm right. sure, I'm sure. Right. All like, of the people like, he's directly yeah, placed at the, you know, and not just him, but, you know, people in that decision. Again, I'm not like saying we should, you know, let's heap up a ton of sympathy at these people, but like, I'm sure, you know, in his position, he can be scared about this scenario and nervous and can probably channel a lot of that stuff when making a speech. But
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure it was immensely like the, the, the amount of stress and anxiety that is going on at that studio all around. Like, that whole storm on top of, like, here are these big projects that we're unveiling. Here's how we're unveiling. Like, I, I imagine it's an incredibly
2: strenuous time for en- everybody, for sure. Also, it's, public speaking just, like, yeah. it yes, makes sucks. you feel emotional. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you could start crying just talking about, like, new skins or whatever if you're just nervous, you know?
0: I cry on this podcast all the time, like a, a little too frequently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the dark prince. That's just yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> weeps through podcast halftime every yes, time. Yes, excuse. Like I do want to make that clear. I don't want to make fun of anybody for showing emotion and almost crying. Right, crying is not bad. Uh, to no. me, it's it the, the 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 emotions didn't match the speech. I guess when right. I read when I read the transcript back to the video I just watched, it doesn't match. You know, it's it's. And I guess Ian's case is the thing is like, well, this was the script that was written, but he was still feeling those feelings.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very different thing to read it and to hear it for sure. Um, but I can't recommend hearing it. it.
0: You do, but like what was written is the actual thing that's happening. In the end, he basically says, hey, our actions going forward are going to be louder than the words that I can give you right now. And the actions are look at everybody, like everybody at BlizzCon right now is able to express themselves however they want. And, like, that was the end of the speech. Those are the actions, right? Yeah. Nothing yeah. has changed with Blitzchung. Nothing has changed with the, the right. two broadcasters who, who like, had, had, you know, had their jobs taken away.
5: Well, nothing has changed since the first right. apology. Yes. yes. And yeah. so
0: it's a they, second they apology
2: with his, no change. They cut his suspension in half and gave him the money back, right? Yes.
5: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so that's – I mean, that is what is the result of the apology is – hey, we're, our action's going forward or are, are we'll speak for themselves. And then here at BlizzCon, anybody can wear any shirt they want, basically.
2: The, the part of the apology that I thought was interesting was when he said, I take accountability for this. And I just thought in my head, I was like, okay, how? Just by saying that? Or is there something that's going to happen? Yeah. Like taking accountability for something, I guess, means just saying it. <laughs> yeah. But like usually when people say I'm taking accountability for that, they quit. Yeah, and I mean it's not. This isn't maybe this guy's fault. I don't know. That's why this issue is so bizarre because we don't have anyone to blame.
5: Right. I think know? that's the thing. Is he? Yeah. He doesn't want the blame to be put on whoever made the decision. He just like just put it on me. Like I'll you know like if you want to be upset at somebody, be upset at me. Don't be upset at the rest of our developers that didn't have anything to do with this, etc., etc. Right, yeah.
2: Right. Like don't be mad at the Diablo Four devs because. Yeah. The people yeah.
5: that have been, you know, putting, you know, 20-hour days in or whatever that haven't even, you know, didn't know that this was going on. We didn't really discuss this before, though. But, like, I think
1: one of the things that I didn't realize until I found out that it was happening, a lot of people were like, oh, here we go. It's about to start. And I was like, oh, that's right. Here, All right. I, I have to tune into this. I'm curious.
0: Oh, so you watched this live? Is Yeah. Um,
1: was, like, what he was saying where he's like, what the <laughs> – the steps we're going to take now are nothing. We're not going to do anything at this BlizzCon. We're just going to let everyone do what they want to do. I like didn't even think about it until that moment where I was like, "Oh, how wonderful would it be to have part of this? You know, uh, maybe it doesn't even have to be today. Maybe it can be some panel in a couple of days, but just something that actually talks about this, actually does give a platform to people to discuss this issue. Yeah, which is why the fact that he can't even mention it by name specifically, he can't even say China, the name. The, you know, he can't even say China in you know his speech is like, what you know. People in his position, which is why I was kind of talking about coming from the executive out, you know, showing up at BlizzCon and stepping out of that stage and like seeing, you know, his audience like doesn't realize not saying China's a big deal. Like they don't. Yeah, it's not a red flag that comes up when the, that when that piece of, you know, uh, that Google Docs going around, you know, at the company and they're like, you know, trying to pick the absolute best words and like, you know, saying lawyer up so that they don't, you know, um, shoot themselves in the foot. Um, that doesn't seem like that's going to be that alarming. And that was like the first thing I said. When this was trending, it was like one of the first tweets was like, wow, he made through that entire thing and didn't mention Chunk's name, didn't mention China, didn't yeah. mention protesting. Didn't it, even say the word protesting. Like, it was a
0: tough Hearthstone eSports moment, and yeah. that's the best we got.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, here's another weird thing. Another weird takeaway for me is an apology with applause breaks.
5: Yeah, that was super awkward to me. And
0: so I I don't know if they were planned or not. I don't want to criticize planning the applause breaks because the first one came the first moment he broke up and it was just the audience having his back. It's like oh, I'm yeah. about to cry right now. The audience has your back. But you got to do whatever you can to not have applause breaks in your apology. It messes it up totally. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were like
2: planned. I think he just stopped because yeah. they started clapping. I mean, yeah. But I mean, the thing with the thing with a, at being at BlizzCon is like these are all people who came to BlizzCon, you know? And by and large, that's Blizzard fans, right? Yeah. So it's, like, obviously everyone jokes about Bethesda having, like, paid actors in their audience, like the Woo guy or whatever. But, like, this is the next best thing, and it's, like, a captive audience. Like, they love you already, you know? So, like, they're going to be really excited and supportive... Kind of almost no matter what you say, I feel like, in that room, you know?
0: Yeah. And so, that is kind of, Ian, that is kind of interesting because, I mean, this is something that Jones talked about just last week is, you know, he likes to see the executives sweat. He likes to see them up on stage, see them live. But in this case, I wonder if the liveness uh, changed the way that the apology is felt.
1: Well, it, it shows what we learned at BlizzCon last year, which is they're not always in control of that show. <laughs> you know, like that, is, the, the, their audience can you know step up and that enthusiasm, like that's a, that is an enthusiastic fan base. That's a loud fan base. That's <laughs> a fan base that's kind of encouraged to shout for the horde. You know, like
2: they're yeah. they're and encouraged was, to speak up. It was well miked Yeah. Oh, the audience! You could yeah. hear
0: the like. You could hear the audience. I mean, I don't
2: that know, was that probably space. all
5: set up months ago.
0: Though. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Just yeah, the right. reaction shots of like people with elf ears going like, "Oh, that was so good!" <laughs> it's just like, "What?
3: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, he killed it, man! That was so good. <laughs> this is about epic entertainment. It's like, oh, oh. That's the phrase. Use the phrase, epic. Yeah. entertainment. Combine yeah. everybody with yeah. an epic entertainment. It's like and what? Also, is- and also, just
1: again with everything going on in the world, with everything going on in Hong Kong, with everything going on in China, to come out and be like.
4: We had a hard
0: week. Yeah, it's like rough. Did you,
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle? I don't know if you uh, saw the PC Gamer interview with Jay and Breck. I did well. not. No. So there was an interesting bit in there where he talks about the the way we- I believe it's Weibo. Is that how you pronounce it? The the the
0: Chinese Twitter, basically. Yes.
4: Yeah. Where we mentioned like, hey, th- they like the they came out. On there, I believe it was the Hearthstone account, and they were like, "Hey, we'll," along the lines of like, "Hey, we'll, we won't, you know, for the pride of the country or whatever." Very, you know, interesting tweet. He was like, "In China, we can't operate those games. NetEase did that, and we wouldn't Mm. have approved that if they did, if they had asked us to send that." Like, kind of just saying like, "Hey, they did that on on their own. That wasn't us." And I think that is interesting context. Like, I'm glad that I, I have that information. But at the same time, it's a little bit weird to me, I guess, thinking about it when it's like you get up there and you're like, we accept accountability. And then it's also like, but hey, that part wasn't us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. it's it's like there's ownership and distance at the same time with this apology, which is very strange. like it makes it feel like a very odd tone. And I, I don't I don't know. I don't know I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to
2: feel about all of this. Well, and it's 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 issues like this that make me think about how, in its infancy, humanity is with like technology like the internet and new kinds of international business ethics and stuff like this, because like Blizzard wants Chinese money. And Chinese money is better than American money just based on volume, right? Like if you're, if you're firing on all cylinders in China and India and other Asian and European countries, you kind of don't even need America, right? Like just by pure financial volume. And I mean, I'm not an economist, but like it seems to be the case. And so it's like they're not going to do anything to piss off China and their apology. They're just going to try to do as much as they can to calm down America because we're loud uh, without alienating their actual new international interests, you know? And them saying stuff like, well, we can't control Chinese media is true because they can't because it's so insular, you know? But, like, they also don't care, I think. You know what I mean? Like, they just want that money. And, like, they're going to try to Play every side because that's what business is, you know, at, when you're at this scale, I think. And it's kind of freaky. I mean, maybe I'm just being, like, a cyberpunk futurist, like, nihilist here about, like, post-capitalist hellscapes or whatever. But, like, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of nuts. It's, like, they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. It's, like, different countries have very, very different governing bodies that behave in very, very different ways. I mean, I don't know if we're going to talk about it on this podcast, but the new, like, video game curfews and stuff that China just installed are pretty, pretty wild. And, like, if something like that happened here, there'd be riots. But over there, that's just how it is, you know? And it's so nuanced and complicated that for a business to make all sides happy is nearly impossible. So I think what, what, what we're going to see going forward over our lifetimes is, like, Every business is either going to try to just keep things really quiet or they're just going to have to settle with keeping everyone kind of like mildly annoyed but tolerant (laughs) because then that's how you make the most money,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, I liked bringing up Shaq last week, right? Because Shaq is like, hey, I'm about to go to China and make some Chinese money this weekend, Uh, but they let me say whatever I want. And... Uh, that is that is why this whole thing came up in the first place. It wasn't a tournament exclusive to China for a Chinese audience, right? right. It was an international tournament. Right. And so, Ian, you know, when we talk about, like, the infancy of the Internet, it's funny. Uh, basically, I want to believe in this time where eventually uh, – kind of ties in with our first discussion. Eventually, this planet Earth is so globalized that we do almost have a a, a shared system of values across yeah. this entire planet – I think we'll all die before that happens. But, like, I think we're in the
2: growing pains right now. Yeah. That's making that eventuality possible, maybe. Hopefully. I think
0: that's the direction we're headed toward. I think we'll die before we get there. I think humanity can't last that long. But I do think it's like closer to that, right? Like, it's like.
2: Unless Neil Stevenson is right and, and uh, the society fractures and then we have people living in like post reality uh, sort of subcultures where they just believe everything that's fake you know no tell uh, me more about this <laughs> there's well. a book called Fall of Dodge and <laughs> Hell it's not very good the first half is the most interesting part but it, they try to destroy the internet by making everything in it completely untenable like that you can't trust anything mm. but it backfires and makes everyone fracture into insular groups that then evolve into like the entire like there's an entire half of America that thinks like this crazy event in the book actually happened whereas everyone else is like no we can we can go there we can see that this city was
0: not nuked um, you know that's good sci-fi uh, <laughs> yeah that's the whole point of sci-fi right that's that's yeah. just yeah. an accurate picture Metal Gear Solid 2 man it's, it's just here's it a photograph of what's going is on it's terrifying yeah. yeah
2: so that's the bad version of yeah. <laughs> what you're describing but I hope I hope that we go the Star Trek route
1: when you say it, it's like they're having their cake and eat it, too, that's entertainment. Like, that's the that's right. what I think is so fascinating about the games industry. And in so many ways, we are, you know, moving forward ahead of other entertainment industries. And in some ways, like I brought up with, like, sports and the Oscars, like, there is a, you know, a legacy of people using a entertainment artistic platform to win awards, to win championships, and then make a political statement. And, like, for video games to be like, nope, not in our company, you know, not in this industry. It's like, mm-hmm. huh? Because right. we're so... Stuck in our old ways of being like a forty-year-old industry. Like I thought we were supposed to be cool and hip and f- forward-thinking. And, nah. You know not Blizzard. So Man. it's just it's weird to see uh, Blizzard change. Just like you you know, said, but I, I think that's a really great opinion in and of itself. That I don't know what to think about this. Like yeah, well I mean I, this 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 company is you know surprising me again and again at their ignorance and you know um, inability to to just like or necessarily inability, but just desire, strong, strong desire to dance around this constantly.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, yeah, I mean, Ian brought it a lot back to money, but I also think, just to me, I think there's probably a lot here that's not being candidly said, just, you know, and it, and it does tie to money in the end, but I think it also ties to relationships and to culture as well, to where I think there's some level of he's trying to play both sides because he, you know, perhaps, he doesn't want to, you know, condemn... Whoever made this decision over there too harshly, he wants them to be able to save face or what, whatever, you know, and because in their mind and their culture and their value system, like, they think that they did the right thing. And and having to navigate between the two cultures with such completely different worldviews has got to be incredibly difficult.
3: hmm It's
0: in- It is incredibly difficult, but it's not unprecedented. There there are other businesses doing it. You can look at them. You can learn from them. You don't have to do it the way that they're doing it. And and that is why I think it was a stinky apology. That's why I think it was insufficient. Uh, Does the panel... So I mean, I I watched the trailer for Overwatch 2, I watched the trailer for Diablo Four, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, I after watching them, I'm like, I'm totally fine not talking about these games on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you know what, I'm good. N- Do we want to? Is there like, does there anything that stands out don't to, know, to I have you? I a like, Man, to we say, but I think I'm
5: those. I'm more interested in Overwatch Two, not necessarily because of the trailer, because the trailer is cinematic, but because of what the game seems to be, because there's more story-focused storytelling within the game. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, Ben and I were talking earlier, like, the first Overwatch was, like, the story, like, is really, like, well thought out and big backstory, but you can't get that by playing the game. Like, you have to do all these other, like, comics and webisodes and all this kind of thing.
4: I, I have a lot to say about Diablo 4, both in the context of it just as a game removed from all of this and then bundled with all of this together and my own personal feelings because it's a bit of a mess right now like and it's it's i don't know i i don't know it's a lot and i don't know how to necessarily unpack it in an in an efficient way so it, yeah we could talk about it but i feel like there's a lot to say because i feel like just removing it from this Hong Kong stuff, I feel like in a lot of ways these announcements at BlizzCon were both interesting and disappointing. Like it, 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 it was like kind of the best and worst of Blizzard in a lot of ways to yeah. me. Uh, where, like, do I, I, I think it's an interesting idea in the case of Overwatch 2 to extend the olive branch and say, hey, if you don't get Overwatch 2, you get all this stuff. But then you think about it, and you're like, "Well, if I'm paying for Overwatch 2, like I'm not convinced that there's a lot here." Like push, which is the which is the PVE story missions, right. And push mode, and it's like this doesn't seem. I don't know. I, when, like when you announced Overwatch, it felt like, "Oh my god!" Like this is so out of the box for Blizzard. This feels so new and exciting and not, th- like nothing about Overwatch 2 screams new and exciting. Yeah. I want PvE missions. I think that's a good thing. I'm not necessarily saying what they're doing is bad, but it's weirdly not exciting. Yeah.
5: It's uh, it's to me it's sort of like why is it not Overwatch 2.0? Right? Sure. I mean, I'm sure they might probably already have a 2.0 or whatever, but it, it essentially like it should be an upgrade. This is what to I thought the too. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Not a sequel. Or if an expansion. The original game is still going to be getting at, like all this stuff and makeover. Like it, it's really strange to like to to segment it to separate it to have it as two different pieces of things that you come by on a shelf.
0: So I don't talk about uh, Activision's pressure pressure over Blizzard too much because uh, it's a lot of guessing. But I do remember publicly they said last year they're going to try to push out more games, and so I think it was an important thing to at least Activision Blizzard to have it be a new game. Hmm. That's so
2: dumb, though. Like, if if it's only a new game because Activision wants another SKU, like, that's so silly. Like, if this stuff was planned as being an add-on, but now it's only another box because Activision wants to make another 60 bucks out of it, it's it's so
5: weird. I mean, I don't know how far back it would go, but it sounds like it's been planned as Overwatch 2 for quite some time. They even apologize for the state of Overwatch right now saying, hell, we've been working on Overwatch 2 so much. That's ah. why you haven't had so much great stuff in Overwatch. It's <laughs> like, bizarre.
0: Man. But
4: I just feel like with the kind of announcement that they had with Overwatch 2, mm-hmm. I, I think... I don't know if hungrier is the right word, uh, but I, I feel like with another company, if, if they had the kind of announcement that they had with Overwatch 2, it I feel like there would be like a and it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. Diablo 4 <laughs> that's, is not
0: coming soon. Overwatch 2 is not coming soon. Di-
4: Diablo 4 I think is is different in my mind. I'm just saying with the the type of content and the way that they're planning and thinking about Overwatch 2, mm-hmm. it felt like it needed a and it's coming soon. I get what you're saying. It. Yeah. Where it like and that's that's something that is so frustrating about Blizzard is it seems like so much of their competition is trying to move as quickly as possible. They're trying to, like, constantly engage people. They're moving quickly. And, and like, Blizzard just isn't. And so it, you, you kind of, or at least I run into these situations with Blizzard games where they are, like, explosively fun out the gate, and then you're like, wait, like, this isn't changing fast enough. Like, this isn't moving fast enough. There's, like, you look at other games, you look at competition, and it feels like there's kind of this hunger, this desire to constantly mix things up, to try things, to change things, to not be afraid, to even, like, break things. And just, with Overwatch, it felt like it slowed down. With Hearthstone, it just felt like it it became this glacial pace. And, like, you would have something exciting happen, and then it would be this kind of dead zone. And it's just, like, they, they feel... They feel like sometimes they're maybe operating to their own tune, to their own detriment. Right. I well, I
5: mean, much. it sounds to me from some of the stuff I was reading today that, that they've iterated a lot about Overwatch. Right. But they've been afraid to actually release it to the public. Right. They're like, oh, this mode is, you know, it's cool for a bit, but then it gets stale, so let's scrap it, you know, and then try another one. Oh, then I'll nah, scrap it. And it's, 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 it's right. this weird experimentation behind the scenes that nobody sees is happening that just ends up on the cutting room floor.
4: And to put the, the shoe on the other foot, right, like they have built their entire company on that philosophy of, like, it's we're not going to release it until it's good. And and so, like, I it, it, it on some level... I get why they have the thought processes that they do, but just with Overwatch 2 and its own success and kind of the momentum that it has, it it feels sometimes, from an outsider's perspective, weirdly out of step with the way other games are building momentum and how yeah. they're talking to their audience.
1: It's so strange after Rocket League and League of Legends and Fortnite, like they're, they're bothering with the two. Fair, yeah. It's like, It's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting to see it perform. It's still, Overwatch is, you know, a very popular
0: franchise. It's just like... Do we think a year from now they're going to be in a better spot? Do you think a year from now they're going to talk about Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 again?
5: I'm afraid they are. Like, there's a part of me that feels like they're making these announcements because they have to have an event every year.
0: I mean, to be frank, Kyle... Oh,
5: yeah. That's what BlizzCon feels like now.
4: It feels like they're in a much better spot just because they announced Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Yeah. Um, Which, like that That's something that I want to bring up, and it's it's like I, I'm not I am not sure how to properly express it because I haven't even started my own feelings on it. But like, I agree with you. I thought the apology was bad. And obviously, I thought the incident itself was handled horribly. Like, but there's definitely a huge part of me that also really wants to play Diablo Four. Sure, that sees people talking on stage, that get excited and passionate about the game who probably had nothing to do with that decision. And that resonates with me. And so it feels frustrating. Like those two impulses feel frustratingly contradictory
2: to me. Um, Well, and it's for me, it's funny because by a, you know, immense margin as in like, don't care about it all and love Diablo. Diablo is my favorite of the blizzard, all blizzard franchises. And like, this one it's so funny cuz Diablo, kind of what you want is just more Diablo, but when you just see more Diablo, you're like, "Oh, all right. It's, you know, cuz like for me, their CGs are always incredible. And then the gameplay trailer was pretty good. It it showed off a few cool new things, like Druid coming back. It's cool and like whatever. But um yeah, I was kind of just like, "Oh, okay. It looks like Diablo and maybe it's Diablo 3's weird release cuz yeah, like they do have the that or they did have that thing like ben said where it's like oh blizzard always takes their time and releases a game when it's super good but with diablo 3 i felt like they sort of botched it a little bit when it came out because it was just kind of a weird a little bit Uh, yeah yeah, like (laughs) the game was not great when it came out and then like so my initial reaction to seeing this diablo trailer was like oh cool eight months after this game comes out it'll be cool like it'll be good you know which is just kind of a funny thing to think about a sequel I've been looking forward to for years, you know. But uh.
5: um, Since I don't have that much experience with Diablo, Ben, do you, yeah. do you buy into this talk of it going back to the Diablo 2 roots? Do you feel like it, it's <laughs> capturing that. that? The, the way um, they claim?
4: So I, I, I like the way it, l- it looks, and I think I think, I mean, like... Metal and demons and stuff is just kind of my jam by itself. But removed from that, I think there is value. And I, I think if you look at kind of the way Blizzard games have looked for a long time uh, since the explosive, overwhelming dominance of World of Warcraft, there has been kind of a similarity in style. Hmm. Where it's like we're kind of taking this base and changing it a little bit. And it didn't feel that way as much, I think before the explosion of World of Warcraft. And I am definitely overgeneralizing and oversimplifying, but I think there, there is value in the direction that Diablo 4 is taking, because even just watching that cinematic, you're like, oh, th- like this is actually like kind of fucked up a little bit in a way that it feels like we weren't going here before. I'm not saying it's like crazy or anything, but I, I, I think there is some value in just that aesthetic difference on its own. What I'm worried about and what I am, like, not convinced is good, I think it's awesome that they are... I I think it is a good thing that they are making it not separated by zones anymore, Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be going through loading screens, that it's one seamless world. I think they could use that in interesting ways. I think that could make the idea of, like, actually adventuring and suddenly stumbling upon, like, oh, this mob is way too high level. Like, that feeling of danger and adventure, I think they could utilize that really well. I don't think... I'm not convinced that public events in a Diablo game are great. I'm not convinced of the idea that shared world Diablo is is great. It, it, like, the way that they talk about it, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced in what it adds from a gameplay sense, and it feels more like a, a modern convention coming in than anything else. Like, if you if you want to play Diablo by yourself, do you really want to see other people running around? I don't know that I do. Like, it's kind of nice having the choice of, if I want to play with people, I get to choose when I play with people. If I don't, I don't. And I'm not, like, sold on the sense that Diablo 4 needs to be this thing. But way more concerning than all of that is, and this is kind of what I was talking about with, like, depth and lastability is the kind of the way they're talking about simplifying stats and making it so it's like, oh, we don't want to have players make calculations on the fly. And it's like... Okay, are you removing options then? Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to just like be playing Diablo and and have it be like, oh, well, this is just better, so I equip that because then it's not interesting, like. I want you to sell me on the fact that, like, when I'm getting gear, I am actually going to have to make interesting decisions. And it's funny that, like, this conversation is coming up because I've been getting really into Path of Exile. And why I've been getting into Path of Exile is those decisions are happening all the time. Where, like, I have to sit there and look at gear and be like, do I actually want this? I don't know if this is objectively better. It might just be, like, a different way to go, and it's really interesting, and I feel more engaged with it rather than just, like, oh, yeah, like... Green numbers. Yeah, green numbers. The game is saying this is better, and that, like, that is kind of the thing about Blizzard that is really frustrating, and I think to their credit and to their strength, they make games that you want to pick up and play and that are so polished and feel so good, and that's exciting, but then you get bored of it after a month because, like, it's just not pushing you quickly enough. And and I hope that with Diablo 4, like, if, if they are talking about going back to the roots of Diablo, like, don't, don't be afraid. Like, no. especially if you're invoking the name of Diablo 2 so much in terms of like, design inspiration and aesthetic inspiration, like, I think it's okay, especially with all the other properties that you have, to maybe make people a little confused, or maybe, let, let, like, immediately know what to do, or, like, dare to challenge people. Like, that's that's the kind of stuff that, that I think I would like to see. It's probably not going to happen.
2: Also, I hope that the story is actually, like, interesting? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's it's cool to see Anarius, you know, who's probably the guy in chains, flashed in the cinematic, because he and Lilith, whatever, and created Nephilim and tralala, whatever, but, like, I was thinking about it, and the main character of Diablo 3, at least, is sort of ancillary to all the things that are happening, like, Leah and all the other characters are, like, kind of the main thrust, and you're just kind of, like, doing the things that these other characters need you to do to make all this crazy stuff that's way big above your pay grade happen, kind of. that's how it kind of feels. And I think that that's a good... Like, evoking like smallness and helplessness is good for the first part of a story like this. But I would be really interested to see a Diablo where, like, story choices matter or exist at all or, like, things that you do change things, you know? I mean, I know it's not exactly the kind of game Diablo is, but... It'd be interesting. I don't know. I think something that's frustrating about Diablo 3 is the
4: story is bad, but it, like, beats you over the head with it. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's it's probably better in the type of game that they're making where if you really want to dig into the story and you really want to learn all the lore, like, you can spend extra time talking to people. But it also feels out of the way if you have no interest in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I don't know. I think it like yeah, Diablo Diablo 3 is frustrating the fact that like the story is bad and it's just like so obnoxiously in your face about it a lot of times. The expansion
2: story was like okay, but I yeah, yeah. I like Reaper Silver. Yeah. Shall
0: I hear that? Oh sounds like it's podcast halftime.
1: You know what I really liked in Diablo 3? The music. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of November. Ground Awesome. Do you enjoy high-quality sound and video production? Well, they don't have that, but go check out what? Mediocre Gameplay at twitch.tv slash groundawesome. That is twitch.tv slash groundawesome. If everything goes as planned, on November 14th, Ground Awesome will be streaming a Pokemon Battle Revolution tournament followed by Pokemon Shield once it's been released. Please, allies, don't make them regret this investment. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. L Thanis. Our gifted sponsor is SOS Children's Villages. Children are at the heart of everything SOS Children's Villages does, regardless of where they are in the world. SOS Children's Villages is the largest non-governmental organization dedicated to the long-term care of orphaned and abandoned children across the globe. For more information and to donate, the link is in the description. And our
4: mega-sponsor,
1: ViewSonic. Ever wonder what a gaming monitor from Tron might look like? How about the most Star Trek monitor ever? The new XG27 series from ViewSonic Elite has finally dropped and looks fantastic. Featuring innovative nano IPS technology, a one millisecond response time, and 165 hertz refresh rate, your monitor of the future has finally arrived. Visit ViewSonic.com Elite to learn more, and for giveaways and updates, follow at ViewSonicGaming on Instagram and Twitter. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors.
0: Thank you, sponsors. Are you allowed to say, don't make me regret spending this money on this sponsor? Are you allowed to just say, like, man, this was a lot... It's a plea. Don't make me regret this. Hey, if there's
1: a if there's a really nasty feedback to that, just just let me know in the comments for before next week's podcast, and then I'll pass that on to them. And be like, Ugh, community didn't really. They don't like being pushed around like. Well, that. Th-
0: what I thought was like like when it's like, don't make me regret this. It's like they show up for the Pokemon Revolution tournament and they're just judgmental. Last time I played that game, chat was very judgmental. Look out for that when you're streaming a Pokemon game. Mm, yeah,
4: man, I I feel like it all comes down to delivery because like. Jones said that in a way where it's like, oh, you know, like pretty, light- like, I think Jones could get away with saying Epic Entertainment. <laughs> I'm like yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's like, why he's bringing us together out. through Epic Entertainment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Using bullshit, bullshit to bring us together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you got me sold, dude. I got oh, to oh, buy oh. some of that. Um, so I got a mysterious email from Daniel Bloodworth, but actually from the Easy Allies Plays channel. Because somebody sent a message to the Easy Eyes Plays channel. Bloodworth reads them, filters yeah. through them. I got to assume most of them are bad, but every once in a while I get an email from Bloodworth that somebody sent to that particular channel. The reason I bring it up on this podcast is that a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about Riot Games, we mm-hmm. talked about League of Legends, mm-hmm. and this entire panel.
2: Oh no. Everybody yeah, in the comments.
0: It. Still on Twitter, people are like, hey, look at the views. How could you say it's not popular? And I never said it's not popular. You're like, look, there's an SNL skit. How could you say it's not popular? It's like, you're not. But check this out. <laughs> <What> <laughs> this is is out happening? Check out this email. This like, is everything so I, I wanted. 500 comments yelling at me, but I got this, this one is the one. This is the one I was hoping for, baby. Okay, so disclosure. Thank you, Bloodworth, for sending this to me. If anyone is upset about this portion of the podcast, send it to Bloodworth. Tell Bloodworth how popular League of Legends is. Okay. So, disclosure. This is somebody who's an investor in Electronic Arts, Take-Two, Activision, Blizzard, Nintendo, Tencent, both the holding company of Tencent. uh, No, sorry. I I sent the
5: email to you because it was directed at you, but okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Riot is, unfortunately, as a shareholder, not in its own league. This is the revenue by year. 2015, 1.6 bill. 2016, 1.8 bill. Nice. 2017, 2.1 bill. Hey! 2018, 1.4 bill. What happened? For reference, EA's most valuable division, FIFA. Here we go. This is unit sales plus ultimate team. 2015, 1.3 bill. 2016 1.4 bill, 2017 1.6 bill, 2018 1.8 bill. So FIFA made more money than League of Legends in 2018 alone, just off like just that portion. Uh, The Pokemon Company has generated between 2.25 to 3.5 billion per year over the last five years. I think this is where Bossman was trying to reach uh, in terms of merchandising and sellable IP. Yeah, you get me, dude. I think the disconnect comes from the fact that popularity over user base does not correlate directly to revenue, though it does help. The region matters greatly. For illustration's sake, Facebook, uh, their fourth quarter average revenue per user for the USA was $36 per user, while in Asia Pacific, it was $2.50 per user. $36 to $2.50 is the difference there. Riot has a huge following in Asia. Riot has explored merchandising out there. Um, but, excuse me, has explored merchandising, but there is very little IP protection and counterfeiting protections in the areas that they are the most popular. Their view is that It's also a PR nightmare to sell in the USA and Western Europe and exclude the main region, which is Asia. It's possible this view will change as revenue is starkly declining. Tencent's valuation has dropped by almost $100 this year uh, around the valuation size of the whole United States airline industry, mostly attributed to declining revenue in gaming, which is Epic, Riot, and Mobile. You may find most of these figures from the corporate 10K filings on the SEC's website. Of course, I check that normally. Uh, Or on each company's respective investor relation pages. None of this is investment advice. Thank you for all your podcast videos. Hope this information is relevant, useful, and if it isn't, hope it found junk mail. Best health, Viewer V. How mysterious. 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 Viewer V. That's like an anime villain. Yes. (laughs) This is everything I wanted to hear, basically. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that is interesting. I think it's basically, hey, yeah, they can get, they can be the most viewed esport, but it's still harder to make money in the Asian markets with your merchandising. And when we looked at That's the globally, it. you know, the most successful uh, media franchises of all time, so much yellow there, so much of that was merchandising.
2: Well, yeah. and also, yeah, like, I'm sure this person, viewer V, would agree. Just like in investing... If you're a, a company like that, diversification is hugely important, right? And, like, if they're not able to get those other revenue streams going, it will start declining over time if it's just one product, yeah. you know? I mean, they're hoping that they can make these other games and get big, you know, with their Counter-Strike and their whatever, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, stop selling me SNL skits when FIFA makes more fun
2: money than League of Legends. Was that include? That wasn't. That was just including EA's FIFA, right?
0: Yeah, that was just FIFA and Ultimate Team. I think is a huge part of why FIFA. It's which is gross. It's Uh. look, none of this is good. What's Ultimate Team? Ultimate Team is the booster packs. Oh, oh. it's yeah. yeah. It's it's there. It's all. Oh well, Ultimate Team gives me the heebie-jeebies. One of the only, uh, I think, the only time I've ever been hacked on
1: anything any account I've ever had for some media thing. Ooh, baby! I got, uh, yeah, my my uh, 360 profile got hacked, and then I got it back. Like, called, I called them right away, and they were like, all right, everything's restored." And like, so I got a new password and like signed in, and they were they were like, you know, there's there all my packs
3: <laughs> from <laughs> FIFA,
1: and I was like, it was I was oddly because there was right. not a lot of damage. At the end of the day, I was yeah. obviously, I was kind of like I'm kind of like. Flattered, you know, like I'm, I'm a part of this fun
0: craze, <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I don't know, I don't know. You were flattered
3: that flattered you had boosted to be on the black that they chose market. me, Whoa, yeah, that's... to be a part. You know, this they,
2: is not an invitation felt, to hack. They
1: felt that my, my <laughs> account was important enough <laughs>
0: to help them with their dreams I of think creating that's what the dealt. ultimate <laughs> team. <laughs> I hope they did. I hope their team was indeed the ultimate. Uh, well, it sounds like you get to keep the players, man. Those are your players now. Yeah, but it's fee- it's like four year old FIFA game. Yeah, that's the thing, like a thing. Is like gone and too, man. You got it. Yeah. It's not time for love and respect.
5: <laughs> love and respect.
0: respect. So seriously, you just forward me that email without reading it, blood?
5: Uh, I skimmed a little bit of it to make sure it wasn't like entirely crazy talk. But. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, so you're saying part of that was crazy talk? <laughs>
5: I mean, I, like I said, like, I I, I just, like, it seems like a legitimate email, and it I think v was directed to you. Yeah. What if I'm Viewer V? Yeah. Yeah. Be I know.
0: I thought I didn't think,
5: think about that. that. I certainly oh, did. Oh, no.
0: Like, we do so many bits on this
3: yeah, podcast. Yeah. How
1: is that not a you bit? You just saying it out loud doesn't make it any less of a bit.
2: Why should I think that was
0: real? Why <sighs> Why would I? Okay. Viewer V.
2: I hope that it was you, but you wrote it in like a fugue state yeah. at night. And I have no <laughs> memory of it. It's like my own little Tyler Durden yeah. is Viewer yeah. V. Yeah. <laughs> Viewer V is your Tyler Durden.
1: <laughs> Looking over his shoulder walking
2: down the street. And he's like actually a super competent investor. <laughs> he makes lots of good really <laughs> yeah, he he's research. Like dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slide.
0: Slide. Uh, I wanted to thank all the first timers. We got a lot of because we made the joke last week about people not like submitting questions despite being mm-hmm. the five dollars tier. We got a lot of first timers of people submitting to love and respect nice. this week. Welcome. I didn't pick any Welcome. of them, but there are a lot of first timers. Um, we might pick some. I got some. I got some good ones from first timers actually. Uh, uh, no death stranding takes. None. I got a lot of people who wanted our takes on death stranding. I just mm-hmm. want to let everybody. It's not time yet. I think.
5: Watch frame trap tomorrow. We've yeah.
0: Watch a, frame trap. Also, yeah. man, got a watch review. that review. You don't want my take? What's that? I don't want my take after you got that review? Well, that's the thing is it's not discussing second class takes. A lot of people want like your, your podcast takes for Death Training. You know what right. I mean? Like not like the let's discuss the game that will be on Frame Trap. Yeah. Well, is it still, like, gonna be the whole episode too? It's not gonna be the I mean
4: you never know exactly how a frame trap is gonna go until you get there. But yeah. there will be you know Ian and Huber have played through the entire game in addition to myself. So you'll you'll have three people who've played through the game Great. talking about it.
2: Yeah. Also we're filming our spoiler mode on Tuesday. So so that'll happen next week. The, the,
0: if, you're, if you're thirsting for Death Stranding discussion, it's coming. It is coming. The,
2: the, like, we're embargoed until Monday. We can't talk about d- like the end. Do you think yeah. um, that's
4: what it is, though? Like People just want the hot takes? Is, oh, like, just the, yeah, just they the want jerk? the hot
0: takes. Yeah. And On both sides, uh, yeah, there's a lot of hot take wanting, and uh, I, I can't do it this week. I, just, I, can't, I can't do it. The hot yeah. take
2: is that there is no hot take. Oh, they are hot Oh, takes. Don't,
0: I don't... I said no. I said no. Oh, you know what? I do have a Death Stranding one, though. <laughs> 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 was that planned? <laughs> that was not planned. Uh, this was... It's basically... It's a, such a bizarre story uh, that I thought I'd include it. It has nothing to do with the actual
5: video game. And okay. And so I,
0: th- I, th- I thought, like, hey, if you're really, really thirsting, like, maybe this will be fun.
5: Kojima's in a diner. Got it.
0: Uh, salutations, allies. I was visiting London last week and I stumbled across an event in Camden Market... I wasn't aware was happening. The Death Stranding live experience. I thought I'd describe to you what it was like, given we are on the cusp of the games released and most people won't get a chance to see all this altogether bizarre piece of live theater. Did anyone know this was happening? I had no idea. I knew well, that they were
5: doing a tour. I I, I've seen press
1: events where, like, dumb. Kojima walks out on stage and everybody flips out and it's, like, out in the middle of the street somewhere. Like This is not
5: that.
0: At the same
4: time, I feel this like playing weird, Death Stranding is like a
0: capital L, capital E live experience. I promise no <laughs> takes! The experience was being held above a busy market in a red brick building. There was a huge queue space with signs saying 60 minutes from here from outside of the building, but the line was almost completely empty when we arrived. In the line, there were screens showing concept art and the latest trailer, which was... All new to me, as I've been on Media Blackout, we were also given a brochure of Death Stranding merchandise you could buy at the end of the experience, including a Kojima wristwatch for 300 pounds. Wow. Wow! This got me thinking, too. I can't stop thinking about that chart and how much money people make from merchandise. Who's bigger,
4: Hideo Kojima or
0: Norman Reedus? A $300... And it's not like, it's not a Hideo Kojima watch, right? It's Kojima Productions watch, but it's a Kojima watch. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> your name on it, man. Like, that's, whew, okay. It's a little weird. It's, a, you gotta be honest, a little weird. Uh, but clearly, they're going to make more money from merchandise than they are from the game sales. Like, I just learned that now. That's freaky. It's like, I want merchandise, is what he wanted mostly for. Oh, oh. Okay. Upon entering the experience, there's a camera set up to take your photo with a statue of Maz Mickelson's character. Uh, taking a photo was seemingly mandatory, <laughs> even for people who didn't know what was going on. Great, great, great. I love that. I want those pictures. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just... just
4: you, you know, just know what,
0: what? No, thank you. No, take the picture.
4: <laughs> the, you know what the live experience should be? Mm-hmm. They should just... You get in there. You, you spend all day waiting in line. You get in there. They hand you a box, and they're like, okay, 10 miles away. Yeah. And you, <laughs> start,
0: you just start running. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Uh, After this, excuse me, everyone went into a pristine white hallway with glass cubicles on both sides showing harnessed mannequins and screens with BBs in them. And on the ceiling, there was a baby's mobile with little cutouts of whales in it. Our tour guide began explaining what the BBs are and then handed over a vo- or and then handed over to a voiceover who repeated dialogue I assume from the game itself. Then the lights started to flicker and our tour guide said, "Um, control, we're having power issues in room 1. Oh over." Boy. Oh boy. Obviously, we all took this very seriously. Our guide told us that we were locked down in here until the issue was fixed. After which the mobile began moving on its own accord, and the lights in the room went red. Our guide quickly ushered us out of the room and into the tunnel, which was a brick room with broken glass and rubble on the floor, as well as a projector screen in the middle. Our guide told us we'd be safe there. And then a video began playing of Maz Mikkelsen's characters walking through a similar tunnel alongside several people wearing skull masks. During this video, smoke began to fill into the room, and two people wearing those skull masks and wielding rifles creeped into the room, getting up close with all the visitors. My partner only noticed one of them turning and getting startled by the other being right in her face. She screamed, causing the skull mask man to break character laughing. After this was over, We were led to the gift shop with no (laughs) explanation.
1: (laughs) To the gift shop. (laughs) I want, seriously, now that that October's over, I think they're actually running them for like another week or two, but uh, uh, I want people to write in like experiences from Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Studios, and you know. And I want Kyle to then read them. Yeah. I like this genre of like haunted house, you know, like bu- you know book reports but read by Kyle Bosman. where you
0: get the merchandise <laughs> brochure first. Of course. And Mandatory the photographs. Uh, you. Uh, uh, so you get a print. They print out your photo with you and Maz. They pin- they print that out for good you. Good. Uh, and then apparently Kojima was there the day before, uh, stayed the experience six hours signing things and taking photos, which is cool. Um, Hope you enjoyed uh, hearing about my experience. I'm still as clueless about this stranding as I was beforehand. Love and respect. Alex McMillian from Northern Ireland. Fun story, thank you. Who's Alex.
1: funding all this? Kojima Productions, Sony, both? I wonder. I wonder too, man. I got to think The more think money's in bro. this, the funnier it gets. You yeah. Know? If, it's, if, if there's, like, the vibe of Kojima being like, oh, what, you invited me? to? Okay, hi, everybody. And it's like, wait, this is your company. It, <laughs> it is. I, don't, I
0: totally, because it doesn't... It's kind of Willy wonka It's great. We read this whole Jim <laughs> Ryan interview, right, where he's like, and marketing is going to be global. Everybody's going to be, like, this has n- no feeling of that. This is not the Spider-Man campaign. This wait, is wild. What if Tencent funded it? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm not doing a thing. Uh, the watch is pretty good looking. What well, kind of. Explain the watch
2: uh okay, it's um white mostly the the uh, what is the band is white silicon. It says from sapiens to Ludens on it <laughs> which <laughs> which I know what that means because I've played the game but like uh <laughs> oh
0: boy, I'm rolling my eyes. No, no, I didn't mean it like that
2: but uh and then the face is white with a black horizon canted at a probably 25 degree angle and it has three. Circles, two of which are gold, and then it has that logo, but tilted to fit the horizon. So the watch looks like it's tilted sideways, even though the numbers are all correct. How many U.S. dollars is that? 325. Okay. It's a limited edition product, available only for pre-sale until... (laughs) And shipping is expected in mid-July. Unclear if it's the coming July or past July. You
0: know what I feel uncomfortable about? I feel like I may have sold one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ian, we may have just sold By one of those yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I almost during this portion, I almost bought a Fragile Express T-shirt because it just made me remember that I maybe wanted one. But then oh, I, I know, looked at it. It's probably a cool shirt. Too. I didn't hit. I didn't hit
0: buy. I would encourage you to hit buy.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll do it.
0: All right, uh, let's test the panel's knowledge. This, this is a hard okay. game. This is a hard game. Hey, allies. With so many big moves and stories constantly happening in the industry, I thought it'd be fun to play a game to see how well you remember these events. Mm-hmm. The following is a list of events in the video game industry, and you have to guess what year the event oh, no. took place.
5: <laughs> okay.
0: And I won't make everybody guess everyone. If you like, nail it, we'll do it. Uh, Kazirai stepped down as president and CEO of Sony. What year did that happen? 20. You got the twenty right. Yeah. Two thousand nine.
5: Twenty thirteen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. It was just oh, last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're cool off to that. a terrible <laughs> start. I thought that was a long time ago. Uh, Cliff yeah, he moved from PlayStation to be over
3: all yeah, of Sony proper. All of Sony. Got and it.
0: then it wasn't that it was only like three or four years that he was like Sony CEO. I feel like, uh, Cliff Blazinski's studio, Boss Key Productions, was founded in.
5: Uh, 20 2017.
0: 2015. 13. Oh, it's a tie. 2014 is the oh, answer. Ah. Okay. Yeah, that's good guesses, though. Square Enix acquired IDOS Interactive. Mm.
2: 20, this is such a hard one. 2009.
0: Oh, yeah, and you nailed it. Whoa, Whoa. really? Yeah. Nice. Woo. Bullseye. What made you get that? It just came to me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well. Hey, if it just came to you, Fragile Express. Just popped <laughs> in there. I didn't buy You got to click buy now. All right, fine. Uh, the first gameplay for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was shown at the Game Awards in this year.
1: 2016.
0: No, 17. 16 is when the Wii. 2014. So Switch came 20, out. 2014. 2014 is the answer. Yeah, 2014. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Bungie split with Microsoft to become an independent studio. That was this year, wasn't it?
5: No. no, they no, split with no, Activision, Activision this
0: year. Oh, right. So okay. this one's wild. This one I cannot believe. This this I should know.
4: 2013?
0: 20... 2012? 2011. 2007. Wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, right, Reach comes out, and then that's they're done with Halo after Reach. Was Reach 2007? No. Yeah, no, it was that later. was Halo 3. It was or... later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Maybe no, it did. To be.
0: So this what? Is... Halo three is two thousand six,
4: I believe. Halo three is two thousand six. That sounds right.
5: Man, no, I guess... I'm pretty sure Halo three was seven.
0: Uh, Ian, we got to fact okay. check this one. I mean, yeah, it's either, I'm six, or a shirt it's you either told six or seven. Either six or seven. Okay, all right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Buy the shirt and <laughs> then mix
0: make that make sure that's true because that doesn't seem all right. right. What, what thing am I looking up? Bungie split with Microsoft to become an independent studio. I mean, were they independent and only? Hmm, that seems. I don't know,
2: yeah.
5: I feel like it's got to be like 2010. The, the article latest.
2: that says from fortune.com that says why they're splitting was written in October 5th of 2007. Whoa.
0: That's, that's just wild stuff,
2: man. That's a wild that's stuff, a one. one. That's a wild, wild. one.
0: Wild. That's why we play the game. You wild bug. Hideo Kojima was awarded the Industry Icon Award at the Game Awards. Uh, 20- 20- s- 2017? 2016. Ah. Oh. Uh makes sense is that Metal Gear Solid 5 year it was Metal Gear Solid. it was a year after oh okay right because he couldn't come Metal Gear Solid 5 year yeah yeah that connects
2: damn that's a $39 t-shirt after shipping oh no <laughs> god <laughs> oh
0: Kojima wants that money I have regrets dude <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that merch money uh PlayStation me do this PlayStation 2 is discontinued worldwide
4: oh god yeah this one's hard too
0: 2013, 2012, 2013. You know ah, it, nice. man. Yes, I want to get one right. PS4 year, yeah. Um, same year. By the way, our downstairs neighbors. This music is yeah. so nice. Oh yeah.
5: Yeah, I don't know if how well picks up, but man, just oh, hearing this. Saxophone. It oh, it, it picks it up. It picks it up.
2: Here, I'll try to mic the floor. Okay. Yeah. Uh Oh, you actually.
0: <laughs> A claim declared ba- bankruptcy and shut down in this year. A claim. Mm, mm, mm. Oh,
1: but then they came back, mm. right? Somebody else like. I think
0: I don't know, know. somebody's like operating that. as them or something. No, no, yeah. no you're thinking Atari. Two thousand six.
5: Uh, that's a pretty good guess. I want to say two thousand four.
0: You nailed it, man! Bullseye. Two thousand four. Nice. nice. Why did you think that? Burnout. Oh, okay.
5: Burnout going to EA.
0: Uh, the Xbox 360 was announced by a celebrity on MTV. Yeah, Elijah Wood. Ooh, you got bonus points for that. Yep, yep, yep. What was the year? Uh, 2005. 2005 mm. probably, yeah.
1: Mm. Who uh, Do you know what band performed at that opening? Ooh, the,
0: I'll give you bonus points. What do you got? The
1: Killers. they did. I was yes, going to mm. guess Weezer. <laughs>
0: wow, that's such a 2005 thing. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: They played Mr. Bradford.
0: Uh I could not that watch that event today. That was that a weird... weird,
1: that's
4: that's was a weird so I, I watched that event.
1: Yeah, kind of it weird was weird.
4: It was very I it weird. Too, yeah. it's, it's like Which worth been, it's going back and watching. Think about a, a, a lot of
5: rings. Think What's about it? Microsoft events since then. They still oh. kind of echo that event a bit.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. How so? I get what he's saying.
5: There's just a, there's this strange disconnect about how they present information. Yeah,
4: like it, watching Inside Xbox, <laughs> like you get a strange they, disconnect, they but it's a excited,
5: different kind of strange yeah.
3: disconnect.
0: Wow. You know what? I can't. Yeah. It sounds insane, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all vibes, yeah, 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 but you're right. The inside Xbox vibes are kind of the same vibe of that weird live event on MTV. It's like it's Out like in
5: the desert. Uh, people that went to the don't sound like they had good experiences.
4: <laughs> it's like they're they have their gas their their foot on the gas all the way for the the meters of like trying to be cool and uncomfortable at the same time. yeah.
0: <laughs> they're trying to be
4: uncomfortable no 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 they're not trying to be. in trying to be cool they are also completely uncomfortable at the exact same level oh so like the, going in parallel. that
0: gas pedal is like right next to it yes. and you can't press one yeah, down they're, without they're, the they're, other
4: they're, one they're, they're, they keep trying to
0: yeah. just hit one <laughs> they're hitting both
3: what a weird little gas pedal <laughs> uh,
0: oh then we got to talk about this on the podcast Visceral Games was shut down by EA why? in which year?
4: Uh, 2011. Well, it would be after 2016?
0: 2012, 2017. Wait, the Easy Allies podcast. Oh, I just yeah. keep
4: thinking of whatever Dead Space three was. No, uh, they were working, it was Star Wars. They were working on Star Wars at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when that was a death.
0: That was a death. Uh, Look forward okay. to Star Wars in one week. Uh, the Sega Dreamcast released in North America. So easy. I mean, yeah, nine 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 nine. We got yeah, that yeah, one all oh, too yeah, easy. Yeah. I think this person is trying to encourage us near thanks, the thanks. end. Appreciate Thank you. Uh, last one. Got yeah. two. The final <laughs> MLB 2K game was released in. A lot of sports fans here on the panel. What, these guys loved the MLB 2K franchise. 2013. Oh, it's 2013. You nailed it. Ah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's I call. That's really good. That's really Sorry for good. making money of blood. Uh, love Small and respect, Audega. Um, Let's do one last one.
5: It's funny because my brain was actually like picturing the logo, so I don't know if like just like mental snapshots of the old game trailers library or what.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe, dude. Wow. That's funny. You never know where information comes from, right? Um, all right. This one's a, like, a, it's a, like a sneaky little – it's a fun, sneaky little comment.
3: <laughs>
0: Hello, allies. I've always thought that Kyle was being Chicken Little when it came to the Xbox Game Pass. They are a huge company. Why would I worry about them losing money? Well, now I am. (laughs) Microsoft is offering to convert your Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass time to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate at a 1 to 1 ratio if you sign up for a month of Ultimate for $1.00 i was just a bit short of 3 years remaining on my gold time so i went and got a 3 month xbox live gold card and redeemed it on my computer there i found microsoft will give you an extra month just for turning on recurring billing excuse me for turning on recurring billing i said yes and then turned it off right after as a result i have xbox game pass ultimate until november of 2022 For $25, bucks, thats is $0.70 a month and the six months of Spotify premium I had to jump on. Their loss is my gain, LNR, Chase. Chase just life-hacked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you wanted that tip, love Chase. Thank you. I definitely want the life-hack sweet deal part of the Easy Allies
1: podcast to be as permanent a thing as we can.
0: Can I do the same voice every time? I just love
1: people coming. I went to Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was an interesting moment because proud, proud of you. I told the we had the Outer Wilds devs in here, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, outer hey, worlds, I got Outer, worlds. outer worlds, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I signed. I was like, I signed up for Games Pass PC for this game, you know. And then I was like, oh, or sorry, is it bad? Like, are you sad that people get it on Games Pass? And they're like, no, it's awesome. We love it.
0: Oh, it's really nice Great. They didn't.
2: They didn't elaborate why, but like, yeah. apparently the devs love you using Games Pass and want you to get it however you can. So, yeah. I just found that surprising from a dev yeah. that they liked it.
0: Uh, a dev worth saying owned by
2: Microsoft. Owned by Microsoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it like gets them some kind of like I don't know points in the cafeteria or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I heard is the cafeteria points. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You can't yeah. eat you, otherwise.
5: You need well, you can eat, but you can't get the Jello.
0: Right. Yeah. And what's the point of eating with no Jello? Almost nothing. Are these good bits? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you like these? <laughs> Tweet at Trailer Joe.
0: <laughs> you like
1: those bits. You like the Jello bits.
0: It's not, uh It's time for bets. <laughs> Next week's bets about Need for Speed Heat. Listen, this is not. This is a rude bet, and I acknowledge that. This is toxic. I I made a toxic bet this week, and I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm in a bad mood. I'm gonna go through with this one. I'm doing this. you in a bad mood? I, yeah. You I'm all right? Like, yeah, no.
2: You but, want to talk about
0: it? Okay, yeah. So when I'm in a bad mood, I don't want to talk about it. Leaferspeed uh, Heat <laughs> he released Friday, November 8th. I'm going to look at the top 10 most recent reviews on OpenCritic.com for this game. Which, by the way, Blood like has no review copies out yet, right?
5: Yeah, it does not seem that way. And this is Thursday. Uh, I, it's releasing I'm, tomorrow. I am getting the game... The morning of launch day, which means it'll already been out for at least twelve hours. It's tomorrow, right? Launch day is tomorrow, and yeah. And there's also the EA access, yep. that why, was available.
4: Why does this feel like, whoops, it's out? Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't, we meant to not.
5: And I've but checked, but it is. I've checked like the Metacritic to make sure, and like there, there were no reviews on any platform, so it's, it's not just us this time.
0: How many times will I see the word, good? Four. Jones. Daniel Bloodworth. Uh... Five. Ben Moore. Two. Ooh, I like the two. I also said five. Ian Hink. One. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Let me lock those in.
5: There's a lot of them. There's good, good low bets.
0: Points. Time, there's got to be a too. lot of goods, right? I actually have no idea. You could idea. say pretty good. You could say there's a lot of things
1: you could describe as good. I put some like...
5: skepticism because of is coming, and then the, the people that were playing it on EA Access, they were saying, hey, it's good. It's a good turnaround from the last game. So. Yeah.
0: Man, I don't know. I would, like, you could say any game, and I have no idea how many goods are going to appear. Either that's, way.
2: That's what I was thinking. Is yeah. like, is good a word that shows up often in a review? Like, I think right. you would say, yeah. like, it handles well. Or yeah. the re- the graphics are startling. You but know, you can also Starling bet on, graphics. on <laughs> graphics. not good. Yeah. You can
1: also just bet on
5: just lazy right. You know, just somebody <laughs> using the word good to describe everything. How do you end up this selecting a, do this you Are just saying good. the top is, like, whatever shows up is the most recent? On yeah, most recent reviews. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, last week's bet was about Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Uh, that released, uh, on Tuesday, November 5th. The bet was about how many seconds into the opening cinematic we'd have to wait for until we get to see Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> um,
5: People called you out.
0: Oh, because it was already publicly available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but none of us saw it.
5: No, we, we definitely but, did. I none definitely of us definitely family, did. Yes. But they say you could have seen it.
0: I'll give you a spoiler. I didn't win this bet. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, Jones, you bet 25 seconds. Huber bet 13. Uh, Brad bet seven. I bet eight. Ian, you bet 56 seconds. You watching the intro? You no. See, you get to see some, uh, some uh, not monument. What is the word I'm searching for? Landmark? Statues? Landmark. Yeah, landmark. You get to see some landmarks of Tokyo. Great. You know? Oh, then you get to see the stadium. <laughs> and there's a big old balloon of Mario and a big old balloon of Sonic and then there's a track and first you see the Mario squad and then 15 seconds into this trailer my <laughs> shows up shadow the hedgehog babe my shows up yeah <laughs> put the kids to bed my shows up i wanted to talk about that on the podcast this week okay. is it is is my an inappropriate for children character who
5: is this? Maya, uh, Fatal is, is, Fury, right? Who am yeah, I like, to say? Like, SNK character at least.
0: Yeah, who you know just has a big exposed chest, big
5: fat boobies.
0: Just typing SNK.
2: Yeah. Maya is the next thing that comes up.
0: Yeah, and so like, is that like, is that not okay? Can you not put like an E for Everyone game and have her in the game? Depends on the company. Have any of these games been E for Everyone? I bet. I bet she's been in one E for Everyone game. Sure. Certainly not Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020. Anyway, Huber nailed it. He did. Huber did great last week. He had he had great takes. In tune with Shadow. Yep. Um, (laughs) And so, (laughs) Huber, as tune in tune with Shadow as he is, puts the scrappy little pigs, which is me and Jones actually at 23, we gorgeous gorillas. 24 Ooh. Ooh. Gorgeous Gorillas have taken the lead for the first time in months and months and months. Jones,
2: have we ever won? Yes, yeah, you won, won last year. year. That's why you're the Gorgeous oh. Gorillas. And we said oh. that last week. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening.
0: All right, ever. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. That's uh, Jones, we only have so many months I left. I you did know. count, there's still a lot of months left in the year, there's still many, many months because I was looking at like. When do I do or wars? It's like, oh, there's still time. There's still time. I think it means weeks, but there're not even weeks, many weeks left. There are many weeks, excuse me for saying months. There are many many weeks left in the year.
2: What, like 6? Yeah. And then we're like all gone for all of That is right, the thing is we
0: got the break coming up. Yeah. Right. We are really got There's only like four more episodes, but dude. We're, we're Wait, let's count four em. more bets. Well, well we're six probably going gonna...
4: to a lot of weeks, man. There's five or six,
0: I think.
2: We're probably going to like pre-shoot some for when most of us are gone.
0: But yeah, the bets are done by the time we do pre-shoots. Oh, right, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's only like four, like more, four bets more bets like. No, no, no.
0: Let's not say like four more. Let's figure this out, actually. Well, what day is it? Today is... It's the 7th. The 7th. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. end. Ian, give on. me your impression. I, I was about... I was going to say...
2: Initially, I was going to say, like, the female body is not intrinsically, you know... There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, they, her, she can't exist in an E-game. But then just, like, the way that... <laughs> the way that they've got her, like, standing and moving and stuff, it's, like, clearly, you know. She bobbles.
0: Very gazy. Sure. Depends, okay. Yeah. There's a gaze. Sure. You know what? Fair enough. That's the discussion I want to have. We had it. Yeah. Ian, Saying the, the calendar. And the oh. <coughs> what about the calendar? <coughs> How many episodes <coughs> oh. of betting well, do we have today left? today is the 7th.
2: Yes. Then it's the 14th, the 21st, the 28th, the 5th. Um, One moment. And the then the 12th. the 12th. So that's five. Okay. And then like the 19th and 26th will probably Nineteenth be. 19th, we're out. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to squeak so one in so there?
5: Definitely out on the I think we'll pre-shoot out those. Yeah.
0: So what you're telling me is there's gone. five more bets then? Yeah. I
2: think
5: there's five
2: more
0: bets. Well, here. One, Whoa. two, three, four. Yeah, five uh, five or six. And hmm. also, it, no, because there's the Game Awards show. Oh, we're going to yeah. record the podcast right after the Game Awards. We don't know if that's going to be a full panel or not. Yeah. Wow. Jonesy, we got we to gotta lock this down, dude. We can do this. Anyway, if you're interested in more stuff from the Easy Allies, check out patreon.com slash Easy Allies. That'd be a website you would go to if you're interested in supporting us. Uh, but also you can see a lot of the other stuff that we do because it's not just this podcast. It is reviews. It is other good podcasts. Um, and live streams and all sorts of things worth checking that out. Uh, if you give us five dollars or more a month, you get this podcast two days early, you get it on Fridays as opposed to Sundays, and you get early access to a whole bunch of other shows other than this one. And you get to submit to Love and Respect. Who's in the Huber seat? Uh, Blood. Huber. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was second. So Bloodworth, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy eyes video we'd like to promote. You get to have the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head right at this moment. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Take it away.
5: Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is at DBloodworth2. Um, and
0: uh... Who's DBloodworth1? <laughs>
5: for a while was the hashtag. There's a history for you. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know that story. I do not know the story. The Bloodworth-
5: started his social media infamy by impersonating me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says he started suspended. with buttons, but it was, Account it was suspended. Bloodworth before
1: buttons. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: uh. Story for another day, I guess.
3: Wow. Um, but... <laughs>
5: Uh, I mean, there's nothing other to promote other than uh Box season two. Uh so check out season one and follow up, watch the new episode which will be up probably before you see this. Um, uh, unless uh you manage to get this podcast up super early, but you're gonna be watching season one at ten AM, so
0: Yeah, I wonder what I'll do first. Yeah. They're around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. One before the after, certainly.
5: And then um Final word, uh, I want to play the stretchers in North America, and we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises.
1: What I'm not a humongous fan of is Final Fantasy VII. What I am a huge fan of is marketing campaigns.
5: Sexy. <laughs>